Welcome back to the Stock Market Options Trading Podcast. My name is Eric, and in this episode, I got to speak with Sam Silverman about how to avoid capital gains taxes with the Act 60 Individual Resident Investor Tax Incentive. We're going to go into complete detail with that. But before we get started, I wanted to let you know that my new SPX Zero DTE Masterclass and Community was launched just a few weeks ago and we're still accepting new members. And if you remember in episode 23 of the podcast, just a few episodes ago, I had Lee Spaziano on the show discussing how we were hacking the option chain by acquiring SPX one minute options pricing and that we were building a proprietary database in order to find you know, the best systematic and frequent high probability trades with SPX options. We got those three uh, expirations per week. And the SPX masterclass and community is where we are releasing all of that research and we're still putting out new research. And it's really all around short-term weekly options trading strategies for income and account growth. And it includes an activity feed for members to ask questions and they can share trades as we continue to expand the research to various types of strategies. So if you're looking to take your option trading up just a notch, head over to stockmarketoptionstrading.net and check out the SPX Zero TTE Masterclass and Community. All right, let's get into today's episode with Sam around how to avoid capital gains taxes. Here we go. I'm here with Sam Silverman of PR Relocate. The website is relocatepuertorico.com. And we got a very interesting topic um, that I didn't really know about. And, uh, but let me introduce Sam. Sam, welcome to the show. How did you get started or how did you end up in, in Puerto Rico? And, and tell me about how you got into this relocation sort of aspect of your business. Sure. Thank you. Thank you again for having me on the show today. It's a real, it's a real pleasure. A funny story. We, we were actually in um, a different business um, doing real estate lending. And one of our one of our clients a few years ago mentioned that they had relocated their operations down to Puerto Rico for favorable tax treatment, and it kind of uh, piqued our interest because it was a you know very similar company, and um, we'd never been to Puerto Rico ourselves, and so we kind of explored it a little bit more, did some more research, and basically came to the same conclusion that the preferential tax treatment for, you know, moving down there, becoming a resident and, you know, owning and operating um, a business down there was, was really substantially advantageous from a tax perspective. So much so that um, we flew down there, did kind of an exploratory trip and decided, yeah, that it, it was a nice place to be. And, you know, the incentives made sense and um, that we qualified. And so we applied um, almost four or five years ago now, and went ahead, did the applications and uh, made the move, uh, made the move down there, relocated the company and, and personally as well. And yeah, we've been there, you know, over the last several years. And after going through the process ourselves of making the move down and kind of going through a lot of the headache of dealing with the government agencies and filing all the papers and, you know, running around doing all that, we decided that we wanted to make that kind of homework that we had done available to other, other companies and individual investors like us to make it easier for them to, to make the move. A few years ago, everything was still you know, not as clear and there was just, just wasn't as, in, as efficient. These programs are still relatively new. They've been in place less than 10 years at this point in total. And so 
we wanted to just provide a roadmap for people who wanted to follow in our footsteps and move their business there, move there personally to take advantage of the tax incentives. And so we set up um, P Relocate, relocatepuertorico.com to help you know, provide a really cost-effective, helpful way for people you know, wanting to explore the move and see if it's worth it and what the benefits look like. And then for those who decide they do want to do it to you know, walk them through the process of getting the really low corporate income tax of 4% and also getting the personal investor resident side um, and realizing 0% on all short and long-term capital gains. So that's, that's kind of what the evolution has been over the last few years. And in the last year, we've seen interest kind of skyrocket and you know, we're doing 60, 70 calls a week and just volume has just increased dramatically. And uh, so, you know, we've hired a few more people and you know, are trying to meet, uh, meet the demand that's coming. Wow. That, you know, I, I'm still in awe to just think, you know, 0% capital gains. Um, so, so, you know, let's back up just a second. What's, can, can you talk me through the tax incentive um, just at a high level, for, both for business as it, as it pertains to income, but also obviously, you know, this is a stock market trading show. So I think there'll be a lot of interest in capital gains, but I know there's a lot of traders that are also business owners. So I think it would be beneficial to get a quick overview of the, the, um, the tax incentive. And then I'd also like you to maybe include um, who, you know, who issues that and how, how the taxes differ from being in Puerto Rico versus the United States. I know that's kind of a lot in one question, but um, let's just kind of go go through the, the tax incentive real quick. Yeah, of, of course. And a lot of a lot of this information is available on our website, relocatepuertorico.com with a lot of instructional videos and, you know, kind of clear information. But to give you a, kind of a high level summary, basically there's two, two different incentives. One is on the business side and the other one is the personal side. So just for simplicity, we'll just call it business and personal. So on the business side, I guess before before jumping into the details of each, both of them require that you move to Puerto Rico and qualify as a resident during the calendar year. So same same type of residency requirement, you know, as though you know you were moving to Florida from New York or moving to Texas from California. The same kind of structural rules for spending at least half the year there and maintaining your home and you know, main address, residence, you know, all of those things, the way the government determines where you live in the U.S., those same structural rules also apply to making the move to Puerto Rico, right? So gotcha. with, that, with that assumption that you are ready to move to Puerto Rico and retire on the beach, then the two types of incentives that you're going to be eligible for, first on the business side, if you relocate your business to Puerto Rico, and by business, we're talking about a business that can be operated remotely, right? So something that you can run from a laptop and you know have other employees, but you know it's it's remote. You can run it remotely, and it could be you know an e-commerce site, it could be selling websites, it could be you know a video streaming company, drop shipping, real estate, you know, lending money whatever it is, but can be done remotely from Puerto Rico, where you'll be living. If the business qualifies, then you're going to be paying a flat 4% corporate tax rate. 
and then no separate personal income tax. So essentially, if your business can be run remotely from Puerto Rico, you're going to pay a 4% corporate tax and that's it. So that's the that's kind of wow. the simplistic business side of the equation. Mm-hmm. And that is independent from the personal side. So the business and personal are a la carte. So some people move and they only do the business part. Some people move and they only do the they only do the personal and a lot of people move in and do both. So it's it's very kind of independent. On the business side, let me ask you real quick. So if you're running and and sounds like you know primarily some sort of online business, or I'm I'm assuming if you were that would include like if you were an independent contractor, um, such as like a contract worker, maybe you were a, a database yep. administrator or programmer, yep. would that be included that or it has to like like is it for LLCs or or can individuals qualify under that business? Um, yep. Yep. Business side? Yep. The way the way it works is you would you'd set up a new company in Puerto Rico, okay. call it you know, Sam Export Services LLC, and that company would be hired by businesses outside of Puerto Rico to provide services, which gotcha. would be exported off the island in the form of remote remote work. So if, mm-hmm. if it's something you can export, meaning it's virtual and you can do the work in Puerto Rico, then it then it qualifies. Okay, great. So on, on the business side, those are all the kind of you know the main advantages. The cost on the business side is is pretty low. It's just forming the company, you know, annual compliance fees and things. Um, so not not very expensive, maybe a few thousand dollars at the most getting that all set up and done. And then on the, on the personal side, the way, the way it works is once you become a resident, then you're not paying any capital gains on any gains that have occurred after you've moved to Puerto Rico. And the costs associated with that, there's a $5,000 annual government application fee uh, and then a ten thousand dollar required donation to charity. So it ends up ends up being about fifteen thousand per year to continue to get that zero percent capital gains benefit. And the benefit immediately the benefit starts the year that you move. So let's say that you had bought Microsoft at a hundred dollars and you bought it five years ago. Now it's one fifty. You move to Puerto Rico and then it goes to 200, the additional, the final $50 of gain that happens after you move, if you sold the stock, you wouldn't pay any tax on that final 50 of gain, but you would still owe tax on the initial 50, the 100 to 150 that accumulated prior to your move. So your your tax would still be, you'd still owe tax on the gain prior to moving, but any future gain would be completely zeroed, zeroed out. So that's kind of, and in terms of assets and things that's applicable for, it's liquid financial securities, crypto, you know, things that are um, basically liquid securities and crypto. So stocks, bonds, crypto, et cetera. Right. Anything that, that would fall under, you know, long or short-term capital gains. That That's right. Exactly. Right. Yep. Wow. That, I, I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm still in awe of just like, just it's, it's wow pretty, on the capital gains side, yeah. 
Yeah, it's pretty powerful. And when you see, you know, proposals for increasing capital gains rates up even higher and, you know, we know taxes are going nowhere but up, you know, over the next couple of years. Yes. Yeah, And and I know, you know, even recently in the news, I don't think it's going to get anywhere, but, uh, you know, Biden had mentioned raising capital gains on, you know, the, I, I forget what the income level was million dollars a year and over or something like that. I, I'm not sure, but that, that's probably actually totally wrong now that I think about it. But but the point is, you know, they do eye people who are making money via capital gains with investing. And um and and this may be why, because I you know I I've I know that there's a couple um kind of big name people in finance. I want to say John Paulson, I think is a hedge fund yep. manager. Yep. I think Peter Schiff lives down there too. And I do know, I personally know um, a a fellow trader who moved to Puerto Rico not too long ago. I don't think that's why he moved, but now that I'm thinking about it, he's probably able to um, take advantage of that, that 0% capital gain. So there is kind of a, a fee to that. So you'd probably have to weigh, you know, I mean, because $15,000 a year is um, you know, it's, if if you're making a hundred grand a year and you're, you know, you're still saving money because if normally you'd be taxed at 20, 30 grand a year, you know, 20, 30% for capital gains. But, but even though you're requiring that donation and an annual application, you're still saving money. And obviously that's even more uh, savings if you're, if you're making a lot more than that too. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Most, most people, if they're moving down for one, most of our clients choose to do both incentives. Maybe they'll have a personal account that they'll be trading. And then, you know, maybe they have a business, you know, consulting account um, where they're, you know, taking advantage of the 4% you know, income tax that way. So usually, usually most people are doing a combination of, of the two. But yeah, we have, we have seen a huge flood of people, you know, particularly traders, crypto investors, um, a lot of online entrepreneurs uh, have, you know, have made the move. And, you know, it's, if you look at the number of applications per year, it's just, you know, doubling, tripling. It's still, you know, when you look at the big picture, it's still only, you know, 10, 12,000 people total so far. But mm-hmm. just as words getting out, it's just really starting to, to ramp up. Yeah. And I would imagine there's a lot more, even on the business side, there's a lot more freelancers these days that could take advantage of that, you know, the business side by setting up an LLC um, and, and just reduce your, your regular income, especially if you're working virtually. Now I know I, I, you know, I'm in Florida, so it's not even really that far. I've never, you know, never, I've never been to Puerto Rico. I've never really, you know, thought about it that, you know, that much of going there, but, um, but it is definitely something to think about and, you know, being a trader and I, you know, I just did my taxes and I know how much I just paid. So, so this is a good, good timing. Um, so let me ask you what, what's the, like requirement of time to be spent there and and how do they i mean if you if if you go and you apply to be a citizen how how do they know how much time you're there versus you're not there because I, I saw something on the website you have to be there maybe half the year or is that is that the requirement or how does that work yep yeah so it's it, it's basically half half the year 183 days but you also have to you know have your primary you know place of business your home you know you really do have to move there Mm-hmm. to you know be in line with with the rules and regulations to make sure that you know you do you do qualify fully so it's it's days but it's also you know where's your car where's your insurance you know where are your estate planning documents 
Um, right. You know, whether you register to vote locally, you know, all of those things. We have a really nice checklist that's pretty easy to follow. And yeah, you just get everything. Usually takes a week or two to get everything switched over, update your address on all your credit cards, all that stuff. And then once once that's done, then you know, just generally keep records of any flights and things. And yeah, th- those are only needed if there is um, a question. Those aren't things you have to submit annually. Uh, but it's always best practice just to have everything organized in case, you know, there are questions later on. And it's right. year by year. So you could come to Puerto Rico, move, you know, January 1, 2022, stay for the whole year, get the benefits for the whole year. And then at the end of the year, say, you know what, you know, I really like skiing and cold weather and i want to move back to you know upstate new york and puerto rico is not for me no problem you can move and whatever benefit you got in that year you you keep and then you know the next year you're just back you know you're now resident of new york for the you know for the following year yeah so it's interesting that that if you were you know holding things long term when you like when you if you were holding microsoft for five years and then you moved next year and applied and were accepted and all that and then you sold your Microsoft shares, only part of that uh, long-term capital gains would be, or would be eligible for the 0%. Is that, is that right? Yeah. So, so, so that, that, that is accurate. The one, the one exception to that is if you are in Puerto Rico and you're there for 10 years or more, then instead of paying the full tax rate on accumulated gains before you moved, that rate actually drops down to just 5%. So gotcha. if you are there for a while, then any accumulated gain before you move is going to be just really, really low. Gotcha. Okay. Otherwise it would be, you know, at the normal rate, right? somewhere between zero and 10 years. Interesting. Yeah. Most of my, most, if not all are minor short-term capital gains. What, what we do, what we do see too is, you know, given that you're not, you know, paying any capital gains. So the other other thing to note, since this is you know more trader focused audience, is you're you're still paying normal taxes on dividends. So if you own Microsoft, you get a dividend. You're you're paying U.S. normal tax on that. It's just U.S. source normal income, no no benefit on that. Mm-hmm. However, um, one kind of popular trading strategy is if you know that you don't have to pay any capital gains, but you do have to pay on dividends what some kind of traders will optimize around is they'll say, okay, we know the dividend date for Microsoft is February 28th. Mm. We'll sell before that and then rebuy in later, avoid the dividend. And, you know, theoretically the price of that dividend going to you as an owner of the stock would reflect in a lower stock price. So if you buy it before and you get the dividend versus if you buy it after and you don't get it, and then you basically end up owning more shares of Microsoft, but mm-hmm. then not realizing the ordinary income from the dividend. Whereas in the, in the US, you wouldn't have that problem or you wouldn't be able to do that because short-term gain would be the same as ordinary, but here you can sell and then rebuy in and there's no negative treatment. Right, because that would be a short-term gain or loss, I guess, and you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be taxed on that. To- exactly. Interesting. Yep. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah. I never thought I would, I would hear someone say, Oh, you, you may want to, <laughs> you could avoid the dividend. Usually it's, it's there's the, you know, the other strategy is you buy right before the dividend. So you can try to 
make more money. That's interesting. Yeah, um, this could be the exact reverse. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So let's talk a little bit about like just the island itself. Where are you in San Juan? Is that where you're at? Yep. Yeah. Our, our main, our main office is in San Juan in mm -hmm. uh, an area, um, a neighborhood called Miramar. And I, I personally live in Guanaba, which is a, a small, uh, small drive, like 10, 10 minutes or so suburbs South. Mm -hmm. And my partner lives in Dorado, which is a little bit farther on the West side, which is a few, few different kind of neighborhoods, different flavors, kind of more country club, life in some of them and more kind of normal U.S. suburb in others and then kind of a downtown metro, kind of more city feeling with high rises and, and a beach mm. in San Juan. And then there's some jungle and, you know, some other some other kind of um, different different areas as well. And you've got, you know, a lot of the, the major U.S. brands down there, you know, Sears, Costco, Starbucks, McDonald's, all that, you know, all the major chains are there. Yeah, just very accessible. Uh, you can drive, you know, pretty much anywhere within, you know, 30 minutes usually of of, of where you want to go. Mm -hmm. And there's a ton of flights, you know, to get to Florida, New York. You can basically go as far west as Chicago and Dallas. And there are quite a few direct flights over to Europe as well. So it's pretty easy to get in and out. And, you know, property prices are relatively cheap. But they are increasing, especially on nicer homes, just given the flood of you know, a lot of these higher net worth investors that are moving in and kind of pushing the prices up. Right. Yeah. I was wondering, you know, I, I, I was thinking there would be, you know, clicks of neighborhoods or areas where, you know, if, if there's big money coming in there that they would kind of take over certain areas. So is that, yeah. do you think San Juan is the, um, the most, um, you know, modern or, you know, what are some other locations there? I've never been, you know, this is, this is yeah. new to me, you know, so I'm, I'm interested There's, to hear what, what other areas are, you know, um, I guess more comparable to like, if someone moving from the U S what would, what would be some other comparable areas to like a suburb or something in, uh, in Puerto Rico? Yeah. There, there's like, there's like four or five kind of main areas where I'd say most of the individuals coming down for these tax incentives choose, choose to live. One of them is in Dorado kind of farther west, a little fancier, kind of more country club. San Juan is probably the main one. Um, just a lot of condos, a lot of different properties, a lot of options there. And then, you know, some of the suburbs from there, Guanaba, where I am, um, there's another um, area called Palmas del Mar, which is on the eastern side of the island. It's kind of four or five like pockets where, um, and, you know, there's quite a few really high quality private schools as well. And so a lot of the uh, expats uh, with families kind of tend to, you know, live near you know, some of those schools as well. Uh, what about if, you know, let's say you did move there with your family and your wife, child, spouse, whatever, you know, gets a job there, just how does the taxes work? I mean, is it much different from the, from the U S where you, you have, you know, federal taxes, Social yep. Security. How does how does that um, compare? Yeah, so you're 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 still you're you're going to pay almost normal taxes. The the Puerto Rico system is a little bit different. Basically, above sixty thousand dollars, it's it's basically a flat thirty percent. So if you're going to move down there and just have a normal ordinary job there, mm -hmm. it's it's going to be about thirty percent in in tax. Okay. What about Social Security? 
Yeah. Yes. You still, you'll, you'll, you'll still be paying social security and Medicare on top of that as well. Okay. Okay. So that all, that's the same. Yep. Yep. All that, all that is the same for kind of local, you know, salaries that are paid. Right. So the, the name of the act is the act 60. I definitely recommend to the listeners to, to get more information. I'm, I'm looking over the website. There's so much good information here and um, it's definitely something I want to kind of keep in the back of my mind as uh, tax season, you know, as taxes potentially go up and every tax season, you know, we're paying this money. Um, so I definitely recommend everyone um, check out RelocatePuertoRico.com for more information. And Sam, I want to say thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate all the information. And what's the best way for people to reach out to you and ask, you know, more detailed questions? Yeah, yeah. So on, on our site, we have a, um, like a free schedule a call option. And that that's the most effective, just schedule a call with us completely free. And, you know, we'll walk you through, answer any questions that you have about, you know, the tax incentives and timing and, you know, where to, you know, find a place to live and what school, you know, the kids should go to. We've, we've, we've helped hundreds of people move down over the last few years. So we've, we've seen it all. So we're happy to, you know, share the experience and, you know, try to make it as, easy and, you know, smooth a process as possible. If, you know, it's something that, you know, might be a good fit either, you know, this year, next year, you know, or some, some point in the future. Great. Well, thanks again, Sam. I really appreciate it. I will, might be contacting you at some point to get more information. So thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me.